time to pot nut soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Do you know what month it is? Do you know what time of year we have gotten to? Woo! I don't know, Dan. Where have we gotten to? Check your calendar, Brian. And not the one on the phone. Because you can't trust my telephones? No, no. You need the old school paper one. A paper? (laughs) Yep. Flip a couple pages. Okay. Because we're in the third month, which is March. March, baby. And you know what March means? I want to say it, but... Nope. Not St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Not what I was going to say, but nope. okay. Doesn't mean Senior Chavez Day. Month, no Senior Chavez Day. What do you guys against? What do you got against Senior Chavez? I mean, no, he's my people, so I uh, I appreciate everything he did. But no, March means one thing, specifically in the United States, and that's madness. Mm-hmm. And it's no different. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> it's no different for us here at Pop Not Soda because for. The last four seasons, we have had our own March Bracket Madness. March Bracket Madness. Yes. March Bracket Madness. Do you ever? That's what I like calling it. I like calling it that now. Have you, uh, no, have you all never read the social media posts or the brackets that I post on social media when we're doing these episodes? Yeah, of course. Have you really referred to it as March yeah. Bracket Madness, have we, though? Have we said that out loud before? <laughs> That's my it's question. It's a printed word. In Actually, its own. It, you know, it does say <laughs> Pop Not Soda's Bracket Madness because sometimes we start it in February. Oh, yes. So n- March we, has been yes. inserted. Be- because we're just going to give it to you all in one sitting. That's yeah. madness, Dan. Yeah, this is going to be your hot shot of Pop Not Soda heroin straight to your blood. Yeah. Hopefully you can get it this time because <laughs> we've tried valiantly oh. – uh, to record episodes, and we, I mean, actually, I should say we have recorded episodes. Yeah, I want to say, um, whatever demon Brett sold his soul to to move to LA <laughs> has not looked kindly upon season six. Oh my gosh, I know, and I'm such an idiot because how much we had what an hour and a half of audio that the first no the second time. <laughs> yeah, the first Don't time was a, first time. a regular hour. Right. This is our third yeah. attempt, you know. New year, if new us. So we said, fuck it, we're going to do it live. <laughs> Let's just do it. And what, we're, and do what it. we're doing is we're going to give you the complete bracket breakdown of this season's Pop Not Soda Bracket Madness because it is March and that means madness. And the bracket we have for you today is the top 16 finalists in our highly debated, highly analyzed best director of all time this took some time to put to put together yep and uh just I for think michael we bay up, to win the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> i think we came up with a legit list gentlemen i think this is a good list yeah it's uh you know we've got zat snyder we've got uh, joel schumacher we've got all the all the greats yeah tim burton you know just really yep. solid filmmakers. M. Night Shyamalan. Um, M- Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> <laughs> she has a one seed, yeah. you know. <laughs> Weighted one seed. 
Uh, Just kidding. We don't have any of those <laughs> yeah. hack motherfuckers on this list. <laughs> we have nothing but the greats. And when I'm talking about the greats, too, we are talking about the absolute greatest of all time. Like, we, we comb through from ever since movies had sound to it. Um, that's where we started. And we have a phenomenal list. I'm, I'm curious to see where this guy, this goes, guys. Yeah, ever, ever since movies had sound. So, Brett was like seven when the first talkie came out. The that's talkie. very true. I was, yeah. Yep. And I had uh, candy cigarettes. Uh, it was a fantastic uh, time growing up yeah, as a young child post-World War II. Wait, hold on. Tatis came out way before World War II. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. All right. We're not history buffs. We're movie buffs over here. So if you are unprepared, if you're ill-prepared, pause this episode right now. Go to any one of our social media accounts, and you will see the uncompleted bracket with just the top 16 matchups. Take that, print it out, or put it on your tablet, and Fill it out on your own. It's not going to be easy, I warn you. But fill it out and then come back in five minutes, six minutes, 46 hours to this episode, however long it takes you to decide who your best director of all time is. And see if you are right and you agree with us or you're just goddamn wrong. <laughs> I like the 46-hour approach. That's that's a lot of thinking. Yeah. You know, sometimes it happens. Yeah, I decide between some of these hard matchups. But that's a that's a fair amount too. And like for forty six hours, Dan, is it, are you talking about? Are you up for forty six hours straight, or are you like splitting yeah, yeah, those? Yeah, like, like are you sleeping in between? The, is that where are the two hours of sleep happening? No, you're at not. The end of the forty six hours, or it's just a meth binge to try and figure out okay. who the best director is. Mm. I was curious to know. Yeah, so you're not getting any two hours sleep in between the forty six no, no, hours no. of studying this bracket. Are you there watching? Go, man, that's dedication. You could be, yeah, yeah. You could definitely be be watching movies on meth to try yeah. and figure it out. That seems like a pretty normal activity. I mean, I to feel do like while you're on meth, the meth makes you more aware of how great the movies are. True. I would recommend. And that's why we put Zack Snyder on this list. Forty-six hour marathon of meth movies. <laughs> movies about meth or watching movies while on meth. Both. Whatever floats your meth boat. Would Breaking Bad <laughs> fall into this or El Camino? <laughs> this just turned into a PSA about doing meth, I guess. <laughs> That's what we've come to in, what's, in season uh, what's six. The me- how, how, how meta is it if you are watching Breaking Bad or El Camino while on meth? If you're binge watching that show on meth? I would say it's the same as uh, eating like a double cheeseburger while watching uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Okay, okay. I would say everything's pretty meta while you're high on meth. <laughs> but yeah. that's just my guess. I don't know. Even the walls are meta. <laughs> no, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, but without further uh. ado, let me hit you with this bracket and the first round matchups. So, coming in hot, we have Martin Scorsese versus Wes Anderson. Mr. Happy Days himself, Ron Howard, mm. versus... I can set the bar lower, James Cameron. Uh, Quentin Tarantino versus Clint. I like to talk to Empty Chairs Eastwood. And this is second okay, bracket see? now? This is the left side of the bracket. Yes. Stanley Kubrick versus Christopher Nolan. Ooh. Then on the other side. A lot of heavy hitters on the left. Yeah. On the other side, we've got Steven Spielberg versus David Fincher. Uh, Orson Welles versus Woody Allen. Francis Ford Coppola. Mm, like a line. Versus Ridley Scott. 
And our FFC? last matchup in our Pop Not Soda Bracket Madness for the best director of all time is Alfred Hitchcock versus Spike Lee. Hmm. Very similar like styles. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> yeah, and I want to say um, that everyone on this list is Oscar nominated. You, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Everyone on this list is Oscar nominated. Yeah. Hence why Michael Bay is not here. But uh, I know that Brett had specifically some difficult decisions. This There's one person that is missing from this list, and you guys know where I'm. I'm I'm going with it, but it's just it's tough because (laughs) (laughs) no, actually Paul Thomas Anderson. Sadly, he is not on the list, but I just think that he's you stick him in any category, and there are just people that are I I don't know. He just he just did not fit with our um, with our uh, bracket. Yeah, because he wasn't good enough. (laughs) You know what? You're lucky it's hard. You're far away, Dan. Hey, he could have been into, 17, you know? could have been 18. Right. But uh, yeah. we're going to go through this entire episode, give you our winners, our losers, and eventually our champion. Let's do it. So let's start it off right where I finished, which is with Alfred Hitchcock and Spike Lee. You got the man of horror himself, Alfred Hitchcock, the tubby silhouette in the window versus do the right thing. And I know Brett was uh, very much into this matchup. Yep. You know where I'm going with this one, guys. I mean, it, it's – this guy – the guy made so many damn good movies that influenced so many, so many movies we see today. It's Alfred Hitchcock all the way for me. Yeah. Sounds about right. The old white guy getting the nod again. Uh, For me – you know, you're saying we green, but this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we had to get one minority <laughs> on the list, and I can't vote against him. Um, but uh, but yeah, for me, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Spike. Uh, although you know Hitchcock, obviously, like one of the the OGs, one of the Godfathers of of filmmaking, uh, influenced you know the horror genre and many other genres. Uh, Spike Lee, you know, just so many great movies. He got Game, Inside Man, uh, Black Klansman. Uh, Psycho, recent. Birds, Malcolm Rear X. Window, Malcolm X, of course. Uh, do the right thing, like you mentioned. Before. Shadow of a Doubt, Strangers uh, on a Train. <laughs> uh, and they're just like you know the the uh, why Vertigo. I like his movies so much too is Frenzy. because it's a different viewpoint than you normally see out of typical Hollywood movies, right? So like giving uh, the uh, uh, you know the lesser person, not the lesser person, but uh, the uh, the voice unheard a platform to like really get their message out there, right? So yeah, I see you. Yeah, because for I think a lot of current up and coming directors, Spike Lee broke a lot of boundaries, Um, especially for a lot of directors and filmmakers of color. Spike Lee broke a ton of boundaries. So, and I do think that he is still chasing that best director award. Yes, right. Went for screenplay because he he won for best screenplay, and I think I think he could get best director. Especially if he follows up with a very slim- similar style of storytelling and content of Black Klansman. Um, because I really think he kind of recaptured what made Spike Lee Spike Lee from the early 90s. And, and if he does true stories, they yeah. can't say it's too, like, exactly, you know, right? outlandish or what have you. And and on the flip side, you do have, like I said, the the father of what I think modern day suspense is, which is Alfred Hitchcock. 
And this was not an easy matchup for me. I think when you initially hear Hitchcock's name thrown around, it carries a lot of weight, a lot of weight when it comes to – For good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no, good reason. Yeah, of course. Everyone on here is on here for good reason. And I think with Spike Lee, you hear a lot of boundary breaking and pushing the limits and, and radicalizing what um, it meant to be a well-made, well-supported film from a person of color. So for me, it wasn't an easy decision, even though it may seem, but I have Alfred Hitchcock moving on. There we go. <laughs> it should not have been that difficult. Jesus <laughs> criminy. It should not have been that difficult. Brett just oh. can't let a black man. Nope. I was, I was about to. T- I was about to. You're about to do the wrong thing, over. Brett. Yeah. Is what you're about to do. <laughs> yeah, burn this whole bracket to the ground. Walk out of this shit. It was close. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Okay. So the next one. The next one we're looking at. Same. Same side. Bottom right corner. We've got Francis Ford Coppola, Nicholas Cage's uncle. Uh, that's that's his most nice. Well-known. Nice name drop. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with Ridley Scott, Tony Scott's brother, uh, both very good directors, Francis Ford Coppola known for the Godfather series, Apocalypse Now, um, Jack starring Robin Williams, um, (laughs) and holy shit, he did direct Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm not making that up. And you've got Ridley Scott, uh, the director of Alien, uh, which is an okay movie. Yeah. I mean, Gladiator. Yeah. Gladiator. It did all right. Uh, the guy has done so many films. Uh, Prometheus, which I liked. Very polarizing to the alien l- lovers, but uh, <laughs> the alien lovers. <laughs> that's what, what I'm going to call those alien people. What about Alien Covenant? Did you like that? Uh, oh, what am I saying? He did Blade Runner, too. Blade Runner. Yeah, of course. Uh, Legend with Tom Cruise. Um, G.I. Jane, Demi Moore. Um, alien who Covenant. Who wants to start this one? Oh yeah, we're gonna forget that. I'll, one. Uh, I mean, I'll jump in. Uh, Brian's I'm, gonna take it. Yeah, I mean, to me, Coppola is just like, I mean, just in an an air above uh, Ridley Scott. So it's an easy one for me. I mean, Godfather, Apocalypse Now, just I mean, two of the most uh, iconic movies. I mean, obviously, The Godfather. You know, there's three of them, but uh, Part One and Two. Uh, I mean, we're we're just we're so good, and they're so simple too, right? It was just a movie about a family and uh, a kid growing up. And it has, you know, just become obviously one of the, the biggest movies of all time. And then Apocalypse Now, if you haven't seen Apocalypse Now, uh, that just feels like war in a movie. Uh, and if you do some research on the on the film and how it was made and what and where, you know, they actually went, uh, it's a it's a trip. Um so yeah, so for me, it's Francis Ford Coppola, and um, it's a pretty easy decision. Brian, where does uh, where does Jack rank on the um, <laughs> on the Francis Ford Coppola <laughs> film like list? Is it is it top five? Well, I don't know if he's is made ten movies, so t- definitely definitely the top <laughs> ten, right? <laughs> oh, there's also don't forget Peggy Sue got married. He also did Peggy Sue got married. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we don't we don't need to bring those up. <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right. Didn't uh, uh, Ridley Scott make uh, Gods of Egypt or whatever? Uh, no, don't, don't, <laughs> no, he did not do that. He did the Crusades movie that, with, starring Orlando Bloom. Didn't wasn't he the one that made it? That when the reason why they had like Christian Bale in it because he's like nobody would know 
uh, Egyptian see, actor. See, see, Dan, this is this is the type of research we should do prior to recording the show. No, no, I know that he did this. You're asking these I'm questions. I'm just bringing this up <laughs> for you. No, he did. He did Kingdom of Heaven. Oh yeah, I know he That's, did Kingdom of Heaven too. Yeah, yeah. He um, made both movies. No. Uh, do you want me to go next, Dan? Or yeah, how go about right you? ahead, Brett. Okay, you know where I'm going to go with this. I mean, it's it's easy for me. I love the guy. I love all of his films. Um, I think the reason why I really like uh, Ridley Scott is because I think he tends to do more original scripts. Um, when I was looking at Ridley Scott versus Francis Ford Coppola, Francis Ford Coppola, a majority of his projects have been non-original scripts. Uh, the Godfather, Mario Puzo. Uh, Apocalypse Now, Heart of Darkness. Um, so I just think, I don't know, where I was leaning, uh, I really enjoy Ridley Scott's direction and his movies, and I, I like how he gets edgy, and um, yeah, Ridley Scott all the way for me. Damn, you just leaving me to be the uh, deciding <laughs> vote. That's a back yeah, on this it. bracket. So, you know, Francis Ford Coppola directed an amazing movie about a young man almost through the entirety of his life coming to term growing up facing the difficulties of what it meant to be a part of the family he was born into and how to navigate the harsh decisions that the world that he was living in would put on him because of who he was and what family he belonged to and that's why jack stuck with me (laughs) (laughs) so much Dude, that that ending scene, man, when he hops in the convertible and waves off, I I, I cry every time. Do you know? Do. And do you know what's gonna make you even cry more, Brett? Is that you're gonna do? Is that that's the oldest we ever saw Robin Williams? <laughs> oh, Ooh. you had to go there. Yeah. You had to go there. So when you watch that movie, think back a little different, because that that movie is the only time we actually get to see Robin Williams grow up. There you go. Who uh, knew? And for Ridley Scott, I mean, it's. Again, none of these matchups are easy. I can lean on and go movie for movie and go, you know, uh, you know, Godfather versus Gladiator and and Blade Runner versus Godfather Two and Apocalypse Now, uh, you know, versus Alien, and it wasn't easy. And I never really, you know, want to say that Brett's right, but Ridley Scott had this on my bracket for me simply because. I think when we're looking back at the influence of directing, what Ridley Scott was able to do with Alien, I think is more impactful than necessarily the directing that happened in Godfather or Godfather 2. So you're going to go with? Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott takes the bracket. I think that's a good call. So we have moving forward. Well, yeah, because you had that call. (laughs) I mean, hey. I don't think he was knighted uh, was he he was actually he was knighted um he is sir ridley scott let's just not forget that ridley scott made exodus gods and gods and kings and said that he can never get that movie made with a brown person as a lead actor just don't forget <laughs> that Ooh, there we go so francis ford coppola he's out ridley scott moves forward spike lee he's out praise and alfred hitchcock moves forward all right top right corner we're gonna hit that next um let's do this let's start with this one guys orson wells versus woody allen um yeah orson wells orson wells orson wells 
I'm sorry. Dan's gonna go Orson Welles. Woody totally. Allen was the one name on this list that I know we had to it had he had to make the top sixteen because of his his career and the amount of movies he's written and directed and have been nominated for awards and won awards. But I'm sorry, I don't think he's actually on the level of the other fifteen directors in this list. Okay, so Dan's gonna go. Dan's gonna go. Orson Touch Wells. of Evil. How about you, Brian? Tracking Shot Master. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we'll just make this easy. I'll also go Orson Welles. I mean, Citizen Kane basically laid the foundation for just Rose modern Bud. movies in general. Uh, and you know, Woody Allen fucks his daughter. It's weird. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, let's okay. <laughs> hey, it's it's unanimous. <laughs> Orson Welles. Orson Welles takes it. I was gonna say Orson Welles too. And it has nothing to do with the fact that Woody Allison, Woody Allen, is a daughter marrying statutory rapist who um, who got cuckolded by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, Woody Allen, his his, his shit gets old too. So, what, okay, Woody Allen's out. Orson Welles, yeah. I think, well deserved. I think this was forward. the easiest matchup yeah. on the bracket. This definitely was. This one is a little bit harder though. We've got Steven Spielberg versus David Fincher. Yeah, this was not. I, this was. This was also again like we're gonna struggle with all these matchups, listeners. Uh, I hope you did as well, um, because if you're not struggling, then we didn't do a good enough job with this bracket. Yeah. So, um, I'll start this one. Um, easy for me. I just think nostalgia. Everything that I grew up watching, all of his films were so influential. Influential to me. E. T. Oh my gosh, man. I. E.T. is one of my favorite movies of all time. Jurassic Park. Uh, so many good movies that this guy's done. It's Steven Spielberg all the way for me. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You you, you kind of forget about all of the movies that he's directed until you, uh, you look at a, a list of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, man, Hook uh one you didn't mention i mean save it private ryan you know probably the most realistic war movie ever shot uh and i mean the list just goes on and on um so, so yeah. schindler's list <laughs> yeah I, no I mean, like no movie intended uh yeah schindler's list um just he's got so many fucking classics so it's uh yeah it's spielberg i mean david fincher is no slouch though no uh, he kind of owned i want to say a lot of the 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 best, maybe not. I don't, I don't know what the correct term. Uh, like I think suspenseful dramas because they're not really thrillers, from like to the mid two thousands until the mid two thousand tens. Yeah, just like creepy. Having gone like gone, for, you know, Gone Girl. Uh, he did Panic Room. He did uh, Zodiac, which he I think did Zodiac. Seven. He is, did the game. Yeah, and I think yeah. Zodiac is one of the only, like crime movies where you don't get an ending that is still satisfying to watch yeah and then the story uh, that's told and then of course right like you know maybe one of the greatest movies of all time uh fight club you know yeah i mean that and i thought you were going with alien 3 brian (laughs) um uh, yes fight club is right up there too oh yeah social network also great yeah i mean he brought that aaron sorkin film to great life but I mean, how do you you don't beat Spielberg like this? You just he took he took his best shot at the king because I think Spielberg is my my favorite to win this, um, because I just look at one year 
for Spielberg, if you want to talk about range, if you want to talk about influence, and you want to talk about movie making, and that's 1993. Because Spielberg put out two movies that he directed that year. Schindler's List and Jurassic Park. Mm. And I'm sorry, but if you can manage putting those two projects <laughs> back to back with extremely different tones and be able to, one, win the Oscar for Best Picture, and two, maybe have one of the greatest blockbusters of all time in really harnessing that monster thriller horror that started with Alien, um, but in a completely new and modern and fan, you know, fantasy way, is just peak Spielberg for me is 93, and Spielberg is going to take this unanimously against David Fincher. Okay. Boom. There we go. All right. There we go. So, yeah, moving through. Spielberg, Wells, Ridley Scott, Hitchcock. Uh, now to, uh, <laughs> I think, an even harder uh, side with matchups. Um, let's start uh, – let's go start top left. So, we're going Scorsese versus Wes Anderson. Ooh. And for me – Again, kind of a a lot of what we had just touched on with Spielberg. I mean, just so many classics. Uh, And, you know, personally, he's directed one of my favorite movies. The Real Time Bumps? All time, and that is um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. No, just kidding. Even though I love that movie. And I love Bill Murray. It is a great movie. It is a great movie. Uh, probably one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. Uh, I'd say top three. Anyway, um, D- The Departed. I mean, you know, maybe my favorite movie of all time. Uh, and just so many classics under Scorsese's belt, uh, you know. And uh, sorry, Brett's, <laughs> Brett's trying to flash a note here. Uh, oh, no, no, you guys are good. No, I got you. I got you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so for for me, Scorsese over Wes Anderson. Although Wes Anderson's got some 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 of the more unique pictures out there. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Dan, what do you think about the this category? You know, I respect Wes Anderson. Um, I do find a lot of his movies enjoyable, but I think it's it's you get a different sense when you're watching a Scorsese flick. Um, and, you, and, and there's a very – I will say these two directors have very distinct uh, flavors and styles of directing. So when you're watching a movie directed by them that you, if you didn't know was by them, you can tell pretty easily that this is a, uh, a movie directed by these two people. And I think for me, it's just the it, – it's Scorsese. I think even though the theme and the style that Wes Anderson has created and the beautiful visuals and shots that he's put out, like all his films are screenshotable and create great photos. But I think the storytelling that Scorsese does just puts it over for me. Yeah. I think that, I mean, yeah, as if I have a say in this, it's already two, <laughs> two to one, but I, I think I was going Martin Scorsese too. You know what? I, I think I had a charm with Wes Anderson when I was, you know, near 20 and stuff. His movies are starting to wear on me a little bit though. Um, the last few I've kind of had this feeling of like, Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Like, but they'd seem a tad pretentious. So, um, Scorsese always seems to do the right content material. Uh, always seems to go back to the gangsters, organized crime. I love organized crime. It's awesome. So 
Scorsese, there you go. Moving forward, man. This next one. This next one's easy for me, guys. It's Ron Howard versus James Cameron. I think you guys know where I lean on this one. I fucking hate James Cameron. I fucking <laughs> you do? hate him. I've I never heard of this hate before. James Cameron. He is a terrible, terrible director. He does dog shit movies, in my opinion. I don't like him. I've never liked him. If I saw him in person, I'd punch him in the face. Um, <laughs> also, I like Ron Howard a lot. He makes great movies. I have a cat named after Ron Howard. Uh, my uncle has worked with Ron Howard on movies, and I think he's a great guy. He's had a life in filmmaking, um, television, and yeah, go Ron Howard. That's a, that goes my vote. Okay. Uh, well, just to make things interesting, I am going to raise the bar and uh, pick James Cameron. Uh, I mean, the guy Damn. The guy just makes billion-dollar movies, you know? Yeah. He, he, he does. I mean, That's the he mic does. drop from Brian. Yeah. Count the money. Yeah. The guy makes billion-dollar movies. He's quoting 50 Cent, and he's saying, let Brett hate and watch the money pile up. And I recently watched the newest Terminator film, and I didn't hate it. All right, that's I didn't like a, it. That's going to be a conversation for later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I love being in the power the power seat over here. So uh, this is pretty easy for me because it came down to basically uh, two projects I looked at to judge these, these directors' careers, and it's not their best films that I looked at. I looked at what Ron Howard had to do with the hot mess that was Solo when he mm. came in all the reshoots and how he could t- try and tell an effective story. And I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. I really enjoyed it. I, I think he gets a lot of hate just because of the drama that circled around it and following episode eight was not easy. Um, and I looked at James Cameron's Avatar. And Avatar is the most overrated fucking piece <laughs> of shit I have ever watched. I'm sorry, the 3D stuff? Cool. You created some technology, but you directed a horseshit movie that should not have made over two billion dollars and it's it upsets me to this day that people spent so much goddamn money on just fern goalie in space well just wait he's got three sequels coming and that at upsets me more <laughs> so fuck you james cameron i wish you would have crashed on the titanic when you were filming it and that we wouldn't have to see any more movies directed by you yes yeah, boom to ship, so right? danger lean in james Cameron? Yeah. Uh-huh. T2, no, baby. All right. Boom. Ronnie Howard. Good old ginger Ronnie Howard. So Ronnie Howard and Martin Scorsese are going. Um, farewell, Wes Anderson. Fuck you, James Cameron. All right, here we go. In our last quarter of the bracket, we've got uh, Mr. Blood and Guts, Mr. Over-the-Top Quinn Tarantino versus Clint Eastwood. Do-do-do. All right, Brian, how about you start this one? Sure. I I mean, it's it's Quentin Tarantino. It's not tough. I love Eastwood, probably more so as an actor than a director, but uh you know, he's got some good ones uh under his belt. He uh he likes to go for the true stories. Um but I mean, Tarantino just is you know, he is who he is. Uh great stories, super violent, lots of nudity. I mean, just checks all my boxes. Yeah, I rewatched Inglorious Bastards last week. Uh, and that movie is just, from start to finish, so good. And to the fact that you think it's going to be over-the-top action, right? Because it's about Nazi hunting, you know, Nazi killers. 
you want more Brad Pitt, but the pacing and the storytelling of the other characters in the movie and the, the scenes, just the scene in the cafe with Christoph Waltz and the editing behind that and just the the way it's done. That's Pete Tarantino for me, and he takes it and Clint can keep making his magic movies. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Not going to watch them. <laughs> I, I agree with you guys. I, I think uh, Eastwood makes good movies, but I mean, I grew up with Tarantino movies. He is so just influential and he, he makes such great movies. There was a period in time though, that I was worried because I do not, I did not like the Kill Bill series, um, but he got me back. You did Glorious Bastard. No, no. Wow. I think that's a get- acquired taste because you have to be like, you have to enjoy those samurai style, like those old school, like movies that, if you were a big fan of those, you really enjoyed Kill Bill. Yeah, and like the manga, I don't know if I was in it at the time. I don't know. Maybe if I rewatch it, I might get into it. But just, just, it wasn't really for me. But he really got me back with Inglorious Bastards. The last few have been really, really solid. And I hope he ends on another high note and then, you know, rides off into the sunset. So good for you, Tarantino. You took this one. All right. This next one. This one, guys. I think is the hardest one for me. I agree. I think yeah, this is the toughest matchup. The hardest for matchup. Sure. Yes. Because I truly feel like if you put these two in the same decade, there would be no great films ever made outside of the films made by these two. They make very similar films. I think um, it, it's it's a daring, daring filmmaker that always makes high-quality films. Both of them. Yeah, so tough. I'll kick uh, this one off. Go ahead. All right. Go for it, Dan. So, again, I just try to take not their best films, but sometimes their most uh, their most panned films, I guess you can say, right? And that's what I look at for the directing. Um, and I, I will say the sad thing is uh, how many of my peers don't appreciate Kubrick like they should. Like, Kubrick is like the – if you enjoy movies and films, you know Stanley – but if you're just a casual movie goer, you don't really, you don't really, you know, some people aren't going to watch The Shining because they don't like scary movies or they're not going to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's but Christopher Nolan's mainstream. And I think he has that going for him. I will say that if you were to ask me this question in six months, it may be a different answer, but I'm going Kubrick. Like, The Shining is the Ooh. only movie that I rewatched that scares the crap out of me and makes me feel as uncomfortable as I did the first time I watched it. And that just speaks to the, the power in his directing. But yeah, after yeah. Tenet comes out, I may have to change this answer. Right. Um, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll go next. Um, this one was, like I said, very, very hard. Uh, Kubrick is like so near and dear to my heart. Uh, just so many movies. Dr. Strangelove. I actually do really like Eyes Wide Shut. I think it's a good movie. Um, I mean, Clockwork Orange. So good. And then The Shining, like like you mentioned. But with this one, I was thinking about like every movie that Christopher Nolan has ever made, I have absolutely loved and is a 10 in my book. Every single one of them. Um, Interstellar so got a I'm 10? Going, I mean, yeah. I, 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 mean, I, I loved love Interstellar. Interstellar too. Okay. I absolutely okay. loved Interstellar. But I love um, Shadows of Space Odyssey. So. And I think he just has – he has like a real – like a very um, – kind of reminds me of David Fincher – type of filmmaking style so i'm gonna go with christopher nolan on this one we so i get to to come and drop the hammer huh um uh yeah th- this was so hard 
I love both guys. I mean, for me, you have The Dark Knight, which I think is probably the best comic book movie ever made. And I don't know if that'll ever be topped. Uh, and then with Kubrick, I mean, you have not only The Shining, which for sure, scariest movie uh, that, that I've ever seen. But what really sticks with me is A Clockwork Orange. And there are scenes in that fucking movie that are still burned in my <laughs> retinas, uh, you know, with a goddamn – and one particular scene that I'm talking about has to do with just that, right? Like, that yep. movie was just so fucking jarring and just so wild. And, the you know, like the little twist, uh, you know, at the end, uh, man. And, and, you know, that whole catalog, right, 2001 as well. Uh, so for me, it's it's Kubrick just because, ooh, just because those movies have like really burned an impression in me that I don't really think any other movie has, you know, uh, between The Shining and um, uh, Clockwork sorry, Orange. Clockwork yeah. Orange. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I I mean, I'm not gonna argue with this one, guys. Uh, yeah, so there we go. All right, so we have Kubrick going on. We have Tarantino going on. So just to re-go, we'll go over the brackets one more time before we go into the second, you know, the second round. But we have Hitchcock, Ridley Scott. We have Orson Welles, Steven Spielberg. We have Martin Scorsese, Ron Howard, Quentin Tarantino, and Stanley Kubrick. All right, so where do we start, guys? Round two. The Elite This would the this one will be quicker because, I mean, we've yeah. already given our opinions on the films. So um, not much up for debate here. I'd say we just kind of name name the films and then, yeah, make it short and sweet. So where do you want to start, Dan? Well, we've got Spielberg versus Touch of Evil or some whales. Spielberg. What do you think? Steven Spee. You just, for me. You don't fire it off the hip. Yeah. Speezy. Spielberg. Dan, how about you? Well, uh, do you know hits. that this is the battle of the war of the Oh, worlds? my gosh. Just pick one. So, uh, it's Spielberg for me. Spielberg for me. Boom. For this next one, we have Ridley Scott versus Alfred Hitchcock. Mm. Brian's deep in thought. I, I'm i going to go Hitchcock. Dan, Brett, how about you? No, you go first, bro. All right. Well, this I mean, it's going to push it over <laughs> the edge on this one. It's going to be Alfred Hitchcock for me. Oh, okay. oh no way. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. not sure that you're going to go Against your boy Ridley. Ridley. Scott, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock is just, yeah. The king he's, of horror the versus man. the prince of horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, who, where were you going to go on that one? I know you didn't say, but where I were was going to go Hitchcock. Mm. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Two sweeps. Unanimous. There we go. All right. For the next one, we're going bottom left corner. Tarantino, Kubrick. Ooh, baby. I'll make this one easy, just because I didn't pick Kubrick in the first round. Um, I'm gonna go with Tarantino on this one. Yeah, me too. Tarantino. I'm good. I have to go Tarantino. Well, fuck me. <laughs> there we go, Dan. I was also Dan, going to go pick Tarantino, on Tarantino though. Oh wow. You were? Yes. We're just fucking mind melting right now. Yeah, Quentin. Dan, you'll start this next one off. We've got Ron Howard. I think James Cameron's trying to creep up the back. Get the fuck off, James. You don't belong here. Um, Ron Howard. And Martin Scorsese. Yeah, this one's tougher than I think you would think it is, uh, but it's hard to it's hard to unseat Scorsese. 
Is that what you're rolling with? Yes. Dan is rolling with Scorsese. Brian, how about you? Yeah, it's Martin Scorsese. I, w- I was going to go with Scorsese, too. <laughs> so we just all picked the I think that's the, the first time directors. that's ever happened so on too. a bracket that we've not wow. had any uh, disagreements going into the final four. So just to recap that, we've got two matchups left before the championship round, and that's pitting Martin Scorsese versus Quentin Tarantino and Steven Spielberg versus Alfred Hitchcock. So why don't you update your brackets, see how many points you got right, see if you're still in it, see if you've been knocked out. If you had James Cameron going any further, just fucking crumple your bracket up and throw it away. We don't want to talk to you or hear from you. No, not at all, not ever. Maybe I kind of want to talk to you. (laughs) 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 I'll tell you, Dan, James Cameron is – one film away from throwing a bunch of titties in and Brian be the number one fan again. Hey. That's all it takes. I wouldn't be mad at him. <laughs> that's all it takes. He's he's raising the bar constantly, no. so maybe that's the next the next okay, level, here, you know? The bar here's is the serious question. Every time. Brian, would you be would you be happy with Avatar boobs? Don't we already kinda I get think that? we already yeah. Oh, we do have Navi boobs? I don't think Those they are... wear anything really. But okay. but if you introduce a new species and give me some, uh, you know. You want more alien boobs? Some yeah. knockers. Some some new uh, intelligent some, life TNA. Some intergalactic knockers. Yeah, I'm. Right. I'm in. All right, all right. That's what that's what brings a billion dollars. Bri- <laughs> <laughs> that's what brings Bri- Brian back to Pandora, everyone. Uh, isn't all right? Is, I I don't even. Why, I can't believe we have spent this much time on James Cameron when we have all these other directors to talk about. Hey, we that was just a that was just a. A little side right there. All right. Okay. So So, I think, okay, I was saving this, but I think what we should do for this next one, guys, is I think that in this debate for these next four, we bring up the bad movie too. What if uh, some of these directors don't have a bad movie? I mean, I think they, every, every face has to have a, every beautiful face has to have a zitter too. Does it? Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. We'll get into it and we'll see. So here we go. For the first semifinal matchup, we have Steven Spielberg versus Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. So, Brett, why don't you give <laughs> me the worst film, in your opinion, that Alfred Hitchcock has ever made? The worst one that he has ever made? Yeah. Um, I think that the worst film that Alfred Hitchcock has ever made, to be completely honest, is probably Frenzy. I don't really care for that film. Have you seen Frenzy? <laughs> we saw Brian. You and I saw Frenzy. Oh, is that a movie we saw in, uh, in film class? Yes, sir. Oh, motherfucker! I definitely do yeah. not remember that. He's a little, yeah, he's a little you've written it out. That's how bad that one was. Um, yeah, it really stuck with me. I think if we go if we go the other route, it's it's undoubtedly you know what I'm talking about, Dan. It was the follow up to that 1993 year, that amazing year for Steven Spielberg. It's the Lost World. No, bro, Lost World's not that bad. Oh That's my not God, his worst are you movie. kidding me? His worst movie is War of the Worlds. Mm. Uh, no, yeah, I think that's no, better than Spielberg. I would rather watch Jurassic Park, The Lost World, than watch War, War of the of Worlds. worlds. But at least with... you get Tom Cruise running. I can watch any Tom Cruise movie <laughs> and get Tom Cruise running. See? <laughs> any Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise running. So I I'm sorry I don't think The Lost World is Steven Spielberg's worst movie. It's not his best, but 
I'll take Jeff Goldblum. Is day. is it better than AI? Hey, I think AI is underappreciated. Really? I never, the, I never the, watched the Kubrick, AI. The Kubrick portion or the Spielberg portion? Well, or both? I think I think both are underappreciated. Okay. Okay. But, uh, uh-huh. I mean, you know, Frenzy's not terrible. But I think, again, I think if you're looking at this, right, in this tough matchup, in these semifinal films, all four of these directors could win. All four of them could win. Yep. Yes. But it's who do we think wins? So who are you going to go with? For who Spielberg. are you gonna go with? Spielberg. 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 All right. I know I may see Dan a fat shadow follow me around later, and I'll probably like, <laughs> get some vertigo or be attacked by some birds. But uh, I think uh, Spielberg rides on the back of Hitchcock, and I think we're all better for it. Oh, that's a good, that's a good quote right there. Yeah, I mean, I I got I'm going Spielberg too. Just oh. fuck, man. I mean, Jaws, Close Encounters, Indiana Jones. Uh, Amistad, Hook, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, Catch Me If You Can, Minority Report, The Terminal, Munich. I mean, just fucking absolute home runs. Uh, just too many. Just too many. He's just got too many. He's too good. So I'm going Spielberg over Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I love Alfred Hitchcock. I think, I truly, truly think that these are the two that got me into films. These are the two directors that got me into films. Really, really, actually liking movies. Yeah. Um, H- Hitchcock and Spielberg. Uh, this one's this one's very very hard, but I mean, it's it's guys, it's unanimous again. It's Steven Spielberg's moving forward. Well, fuck us, huh? Boom. There we go. Um, now to the other side of the coin. No. We've have. Martin Scorsese, Scorsese versus Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. God damn it. It's so hard. Uh, I'll start this one. Please do. I'll start this one. Um, I think that at the end of the day, um, there's a certain director that, and this sounds very odd, but when I see his movies, regardless of what I'm doing, if it's on TV, I'll kind of stop doing what I'm doing to at least watch 15 or 20 minutes of it. Um, James Cameron? Um, and I just think like the cast and recently you totally forgot but now he's coming back to it the guy does very 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 funny funny movies I mean he's great at directing humor Um, I'm going to go with Martin Scorsese on this one Raging Bull what's the humorous movie oh Wolf of Wall Street I mean any like Goodfellas he does dark humor very very well oh got it got it I thought it was um, like a more like Irishman. I don't. There wasn't many laughs in oh, that yeah, shit. Oh yeah, no, no, not like yeah, yeah. But All I mean, right. like he's he's whenever he needs to make a funny you know scene, he's very good at doing it. So fair. You got um, you've yeah. got uh, one vote for Scorsese. Uh, I knew that this matchup once we got to the top sixteen of the bracket that this was this matchup was inevitable. I knew whatever I tried to do dread it run from it i would be here and i came prepared with a bunch of notes on why one pick is better than the other or why to choose one of these directors over the other but i'm just gonna throw that all out the window and honestly for me it's twin tarantino Ooh. i think if i look at storsese's films and i look at tarantino's films ah tarantino misses less 
I know he's made less mm-hmm. over a shorter period of time, but God, just the films that Tarantino makes, the way he captivates the audience in his own unique style, it just is the impression it leaves on you is fantastic. But I think for me, it's how ingrained in pop culture Tarantino is and how ingrained in pop culture his films are. So I've got Quentin, which leaves probably the largest, the biggest, the most ridiculous matchup, the decision in Brian Owen's hands. I got out easy. Dan and I got out easy on this one. Brian gets the burden. He has to... He has to be uh, the hatchet man. God damn it. The executioner. Search your feelings, Brian. You know it to be true. It's just so tough because they're so different, you know? Tarantino is just so unique, uh, so over-the-top, violent, very particular sense of humor. Uh, Scorsese is just like, you know, everything's in realism. Uh, God, so hard, so hard. But, you know, here we are. This is what we do. We got to make a decision. So if I'm really going to say the better director, I'm going to go with Scorsese. No! There we go. There we go. I mean, I, gang, dude, Gangs of New York, fucking Departed, already talked about. Just They're just so good. And, Goodfellas, and then, Casino. And then we haven't even talked about, right, Goodfellas, Casino, Raging Bull, Raging Bull. Uh, taxi driver for God's sakes! I mean, just just masterpieces. Uh, but I mean, Tar- I love Tarantino movies too. I mean, Django, I could fucking watch that movie all day long. Dude, but you know Reservoir, what? You know what, you know what got Dons. me? You know what got me though is the Hateful Eight. You didn't like the Hateful Eight? I didn't really like it. Uh, I like it was good, but it was just to me like it was it was unnecessary. Like that that could have been told. I- in a way more entertaining way. I I, don't, I actually think it gets better the more you watch it. Like I get what he was doing. Yeah. It's like he wanted he wanted he directed he basically like directed a play on screen, you know? Yes. Which is cool. Uh but I don't know. And then I watched something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just the the love he made to movie making in that film as well is just fantastic. Yeah. And feet. I mean I can't be mad <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I can't be mad at Scorsese. I understand it, but I'm not. I'm not happy. All right, so we decided on it. Scorsese moves forward. Tarantino is gone, and this is very fitting. Question for you guys: As we retire Tarantino from the bracket, what do you think is the way that Quentin Tarantino would prefer to be removed from the bracket? How would how would he prefer to be blown up like he like he gets blown up in Jane Doe? Okay, okay, Brian, how about you? What do you think? How do you think Tarantino wants to go out? I'm going to say decapitation, uh, but like a really interesting way. Like he has to take a phone call outside, and then while he's outside, a uh, random piece of metal from a uh, utility truck that just hit a pothole uh, cleans him from the perfect angle, and that's how he goes. You know the difference nice. in if Tarantino directs that, it's a great shot. If anybody else directs it, it's something from Final Destination 8. <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets it straight to the face, Tarantino style. Just one, one straight to the face, like right above the eyes. That's usually how they go out in the, the earlier Tarantinos I liked. So, um, But yeah, to the other side. Let's jump over to the other side. Well, we're done. 
What are you talking about? Oh, what am I? S- we have the championship, Brett. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying. Sorry, that's what we're saying. Sorry, <laughs> the championship. <laughs> we're in the, the middle, side. bro. We're in the middle. <laughs> the final side of this thing. My bad on that. I've never won March Madness. Probably never will. It's pretty so. evident. Yeah, but let's do this, guys. Mm. It is Scorsese versus Spielberg. I think in our goddamn. In our hearts, we all knew it was kind of going to come to this. Probably. I didn't know this. This is not the matchup I had. Oh, I, th- I thought it was. So, um, Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first because I've already convinced right, myself of this. Uh, I'm going Scorsese. Ooh, all right. He's he's just made too many of my uh, just all-time favorites, including – throwing midgets in an office building for fun <laughs> all right all right fair. but so those are rookie numbers brian you gotta pump those numbers up um do you want <laughs> to go next in or should i i'm going i'm already in it brett i'm here to win it all right Sorry, go get on my level my bad all right spielberg bro spielberg is winning my bracket of best director of all time brian you're wrong I appreciate Storsese, but he doesn't even deserve to be in the championship game because I had Tarantino and my pick got upset, and now my bracket's fucked, mm. but I'm upset because my champion is still there, and that's Mr. Steven Spielberg. Okay. Brett, the – Wow. The crown. this happen, I by know. the way? I don't know. This is a bad decision. <laughs> He's going to try and <laughs> put Ridley Scott in somehow. <laughs> So Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson can't be written in. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Let me tell you something about Boogie Nights, guys. Let me tell you something about Sucker Punch, the movie, starring John Hamm. <laughs> is John Hamm in that movie? He is. He's the doctor. He he runs the hospital ward. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it, it's it's hard because you have to make it like twenty five minutes into that shitty movie to to get to him. Um. And when you do get to him, guess what? He's in it for Not five minutes. It. Not worth the payoff. Uh, all right. So, bracket. All right, let's do this, guys. I'm looking at them both right now. And, I mean, they've both done amazing stuff. But I think in my heart of hearts, it's like popping in a Nintendo game. It just it just hits you in the feels. His fil- films hit you in the feels. I gotta go with my man Steven Spielberg on this one. Uh, there's just something about his movies, man. Uh, that just—I don't know—they bring, they make my tummy warm. Okay, and that should go way <laughs> wrong. <laughs> We're not talking about Boogie Nights, remember? <laughs> no, no. But I mean, like, no, truly, like, I, there's something very, very nostalgic about his films, even his new ones that I watched. It, he's got this sense of—it it brings me back to my childhood. And I've I've never left that with Spielberg's movies, and I love it. And uh, yeah, Spielberg gets my vote on this one. Well, there you have it. I mean, I don't think there was Boom. a wrong. I mean, there answer. was. James Cameron was the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron versus Woody Allen. If that was our championship bracket, just shoot us in the face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but there you have it. We have in the championship of. Pop Nut Soda's Bracket Madness for 2020 Season 6, the best director of all time, 
victorious is Steven Spielberg over Martin Scorsese. Should have been Quentin Tarantino. Uh, <laughs> but that's what it's at. Oh, man. Hey, are you guys going to pay attention to any of uh, Steven Spielberg's daughter's um, recent court court happenings? Or porn? Yeah. Porn appearances. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch that porn. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. How did we get to here on the end of this episode? Hey, it's recent. John, uh, we, we, we cover it. We cover it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, you didn't know? I hope Pop, you enjoyed aware? this Bracket Madness We're going to be popping more than soda later. Before it goes completely <laughs> off the rails, this is what happens when I let my co-host do meth. So thank you for tuning in. <laughs> we will be back soon with a proper episode. <laughs> Hopefully this gets out. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, Knock on wood. Wait, are you guys rolling on your end? If you miss no, us do we start? from I don't think here so. on out, we've got an archive of over 100 episodes on popnotstudy.podbean.com, on iTunes Podcasts, on Spotify, and anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can find us by searching Pop Not Soda, the original Pop Not Soda podcast. Yep. And you can also follow us on social media at Pop underscore Not Soda on Instagram and Twitter and at forward slash Pop Not Soda official on Facebook. And if you like this bracket so much and you want to contribute to the boycott of James Cameron, you can head over to our Patreon forward slash Pop Not Soda official. Join us. So, until next time, as Brett says, fuck James Cameron. <laughs> yeah, yeah.